Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This podcast is brought to you by Udo's Choice, made with your health in mind. Health is your birthright and natural state. For more information on our award-winning supplements, go to udoschoice.com. Welcome to my living room. <laughs> so good to see you. I had to rent a U-Haul to bring these couches yeah. in. They're nice. Thank you. Thank you. And comfy. It's actually 460 questions. Is there more? Yeah, 160 more just rolled in. 460 questions have come in. And, 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 you know, that was just one idea I had about this. We put that number up and so on. We're going to make it better. But it is fantastic to see people's response, you know. So you do read this stuff up here. I mean, nobody knew, and I said, how, how would we know if people read this stuff? He said, well, you give them a number and say you can ask a question. No, but seriously, this is really, really good stuff. Uh, in the future, which is not too far, there's going to be a radio station coming. It's not terrestrial radio station, and we can be able to answer a lot of these questions. So this can really become an ongoing thing, and, 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 and this, is, this is great. All right, here we go. So my first question (laughs) is, what is essential gratitude? It sounds like an essential oil. Is there an app for it? Is that app free? How do I download that essential gratitude? Uh, We're working on the app. Um... The app is called The Human Heart. And if you are to look at it as an essential oil, it is the most essential oil. Because it heals so much. It heals pain. It heals suffering. It brings light in the midst of the darkness. It gives hope. It gives an understanding about the rhythm of existence. It makes clear that there is good when everything turns bad. And this is, gratitude is, you know, I've been talking about gratitude for a really long time. Last year, I had the honor and privilege to talk to this professor who had requested a meeting with me. And what happened was that there was one of my books published, and it was called The Pot with the Hole. And it's a story about the two pots. And not the pots you smoke, <laughs> clay pots. <laughs> so. Well, that takes care of my next okay. question. And um, what happened is that this professor, he's from Japan, and he's been working 
with this huge group of people trying to define better life, peace, and understanding. So when he came across that book, he was really blown away because this was exactly to the point what he was driving at. And so we discussed and he had so many different points that he brought up with me. And it was a very, very pleasant conversation because everything that he has through all his research, meaning doing all these studies and sending questionnaires to people, has, he has come up with, this is what I've been talking about for a really long time. And one of the points of having a beautiful life, a, a prosper life, prosperous life, is gratitude. That if you don't have the gratitude, you will never be able to actually understand what you have achieved, what you have gained, what you have around you. And of course, I take that gratitude to a whole another level. To me, it's not just what you have achieved or what you have been able to, to accomplish, but what already has been accomplished because you are alive. And so, for, so basically, I'm going down to much more fundamental, and I, I'm sure we're going to meet again, and we're going to collaborate on different things, because he's coming, I, I'm coming from experience. I'm coming for 51 years of experience. Well, it's 51st year, so. I'm coming from 51 years of experience. He's coming from scientific research, and we're coming to the same conclusion. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, because it's real. You know, a lot of people think, oh, what I talk about is all airy-fairy. It's not airy-fairy. See, I've been talking about gratitude, and how many of you have heard me talk about gratitude from years on back? Right? And a lot of people go, oh, yeah, you know, he talks about this, he talks... Hey, and, and this professor just did a whole scientific research, and he came to the same exact conclusion. So it, does it make it real that he did a scientific research and it came to that? No, it was always there. And without that gratitude, we really cannot understand what, what, what is happening because then we become totally subjected to all the goods and bads of this world and goods and bads of our life, you know. So if you get a flat tire, you know, and the story that I used to give is that a guy is driving on a, on, on a bike, and he's going to his job, and he's hoping that he's not going to get a flat tire. And there is a guy on the side of the road, and he fixes flat tires. And guess what he's praying for? Somebody gets Someone a flat gets a tire. a flat tire. <laughs> so, you know, everybody's little twist is different. But at the end, ultimately, we are human beings, and we are on this planet. And because we are human beings, and we are on this planet, there's a common thing we share. We, we all breathe. We all breathe. It's just amazing, isn't it? Look at the Australians. They, good Lord, you know, I'm, I know, but... But they breathe! <laughs> and look at the Canadians. And, you know, they want their own identity. They're Canadians. They don't want to be like Americans. Really, they don't want to be like Americans. They're Canadians. Their Canadians are different. And for some, maybe superior, but <laughs> that's, that's getting political. You know. I actually watched, uh, watched a documentary just recently about Canadians searching for their identity. It's, a, it's very funny. Um, but, um, you know, it's like, what is really Canadian? What is really Canadian? But, good Lord, uh, they breathe. <laughs> and then all those non-Canadians that live south of the border call the Americans. They breathe. <laughs> and there may be a wall, and there may not be a wall. <laughs> but even if there is a wall, all those people south of that wall, guess what? They're going to breathe. So we share something. We share something common. And it doesn't matter how we speak or how we think or how we react or how we act or how we eat. I mean, we you know, think it's all very different. But, and we get culturally involved, but it's fine. It's great to have cultures. Cultures is, you know, like otherwise... It's like every day eating the same dish. 
So I'm really glad that there is culture. But at the, at the core of it, why, even while you accept the cultures, you cannot forget that there is something that is exactly the same. We breathe, we sleep, we need to sleep, we need to eat, we need to, uh, you know, drink water. And the three important things without which we would actually die. I mean, can you imagine the consequence? If you lose your car, you know, it's like if you don't eat, there is actually a scientific word. If you don't eat and you die, there's a scientific word for it. It's called died of starvation. That's what your death certificate will say. If, you know, you died because of not drinking water, there's a scientific word for it. You died because of dehydration. And if you, you know, don't breathe air, you actually died because of suffocation. There's actually no word for you if you die because you lost your car. <laughs> you know, or you died because um, you, were, you couldn't watch TV and that killed you. Uh, or, you, or you lost your iPhone, or, or you lost your phone and that killed you. There's no word for it. Um, tragedy? I don't know. But, because I, I was in uh, Cambodia, and this, this young girl, maybe 12, 13, gets up, and she's talking to me about pain and suffering. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is just, this is a tragedy. I'm just very intent, sadly, listening to it. And turns out what she was talking about, she lost her phone. <laughs> and she thought it was a total tragedy. And so I bought her a new phone. But uh, <laughs> tragedy over, I mean, you know. So we, we, we sometimes don't pay attention to the things that are important, you know. We don't pay attention to what we are eating. We don't pay attention to what we are drinking. Everybody's got the water bottles, water bottles, water bottles. Water. I mean, to me, that's one of the biggest tragedies. This is, this is stuff that is created by nature in its purest form. And the world has come to such a point that to drink the pure form of it, you have to buy it. Something wrong with that. You know, there's something wrong with that. So, but we buy it, we happily buy it, because we think the water is from some, you know, miraculous place, till you read the label. We never read the label, I do. You know, from the city water system. <laughs> Most of it is city water, that they run through uh, extra purification. So, and the, and the problem with bottled water is it's not regulated, whilst your city water is actually regulated. So it has to be a certain specification. The bottled water doesn't need a specification because it is owned by very large corporations who can always control how the regulations take place. So your water bottle that you, bottled water that you get is not regulated, but the water you get out of your tap is regulated. Ah, so you know, here we are, and <laughs> one would think there'd be nothing here around in this world to be thankful for, but. There is, a, there is a lot to be thankful for. And if gratitude is an ointment, then I want to be bathing in it all the time. And if it's an app, uh, my, phone, my phone would not operate without that app. I mean, it's, 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 it's essential. Well, you talk a lot about breathing. I'm thinking uh, maybe we need more Lamaze teachers. <laughs> no, this is the thing. Breath happens automatically. Nobody has to teach you anything. In fact, if you try to control your breath and not breathe, you'll pass out and you'll start breathing normally. <laughs> Somebody who made you was awful smart. All and then that process, you know, it's like, hey, we can't don't give control of breathing to people. They'll start going, I won't breathe till you give me ice cream. And it's like, well, fine. <laughs> and then they'll go back to being normal. How do, so. how do we not become derailed by the little things in life? Like I can wake up and feel good and feel like, you know what, I feel, I feel happy. And I'm driving along, I'm singing my songs. And then all of a sudden, someone cuts me off. I get a text it gives me some bad news. How do we reset back to that gratitude that we're all trying to have? 
Well, it's how much do you know about yourself? First I know of all, I'm a you size shouldn't 10. be reading or writing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you shouldn't be reading or writing text while you're driving. Right there, that will stop one part of the derailment process. But what do you know about yourself? How strong are you? What is your strength? What is your weakness? I mean, just what is it? Where is it at? A person cuts you off. You didn't like it. You didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? Because you have a particular idea. That's your space. That's your car. You are the lord of the highway. <laughs> and only those people who are sympathetic to you should be around you. So that when you give your indicator signal, they immediately slow down and let you in. But these people, since you don't know yourself, they don't know you either. And so there you are. Somebody does something and it's like, that was my parking spot. Really? I mean, really? So, I've learned a little trick. I drive. I love driving. like driving. In L.A.? <laughs> ah, yeah, LA, everywhere, even in India. You know, we were just talking about that. The Formula One, there was a Formula One once in Delhi, and uh, the, the drivers came and they took one look at the traffic and they said, We would never drive here. Indians were so excited about that, they said, Wow, even Formula One drivers don't want to tread where we tread. <laughs> <laughs> you know, infinitely positive about everything. But. <laughs> You want to be in control, but you're not in control because that person just cut you off. You see somebody trying to get in front of you, slow down and let them in. You just gave them permission to come in. You control them. You control their behavior. Somebody is trying to take your parking spot. Let them have it. You let them have it. They didn't get to take it. You let them have it. You're in control. You're in control. And isn't it all about control? Now my point is, so you got control. Everybody liked that, right? People applaud it, it's like, yeah, let them have it. Let, let, just, it's okay. Courteous driving is very good, and these days it's extremely healthy for you because the guy might not pull the gun and shoot you dead. Courteous driving is always good. You are in control. But are you in control? You're not in control. At the end of all this, there is this thing called death. And you can't control it. You can't. You think you can. You can't. Doctors cannot remove death. They cannot. They have nothing in their arsenal to fix death. If you want to understand medicine, then this is how it works. Medicine can fix something if it is fixable. And that's the key word. If, if it is fixable. If it is not fixable, they can't fix it. And that's why people die, even in hospitals, because they can't fix it. If your hand is broken, go to a doctor, he'll fix it. You don't have to be miserable for the rest of your life with a broken hand. But understand the difference of what is, what is changeable and what is not changeable. And know the difference. There's a prayer like that. And, and, and this is what we forget. This is what we forget. We want, we want, we, we start to have the illusion of the world being a certain way. The way that it conforms to me. Yes, do I have wishes? Do I have ideas? Do I have desires? Of course I do. Of course I do. 
Do they come true? No. No. Sometimes they do not come true. So what do I do? I'm the one who had the desire. I'm the one who wanted it to come true. And it didn't. I tried. It didn't come true. Now I'm the one who's miserable. Excuse me, who started this process? That's the wisdom part of it. That's the wisdom part of it. Oh my God, I started this process. I don't have to blame God. I don't have to blame my neighbor. I don't have to blame other people. I started it. And now it's not happening and I'm the one who's disappointed. I'm the one who creates the expectation. I'm the one who tries to fulfill the expectation. And some, sometimes they are fulfilled, sometimes they're not fulfilled. And when it is not fulfilled, I'm the one who's disappointed. So I'm at least realize this, that the credit for the disappointment goes to me, if the credit for the success also goes to me. You're cooking. And I hadn't cooked for a while, and then last week I was cooking a few dishes. And I cooked one dish and it came out superb. And I'm like, This is incredible dish. Cooked another dish, it was really great. Another dish, it was really great. And then one day it wasn't so good. And there's other cooks around me and they're looking at me like. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, well, I cooked it, you know. And, and, and yeah, it's not so great. I would have changed a few things. But understanding in your life is so important not just going on and on and on. Look back, learn from history. When I was at this AIIM in uh, India, and it's a college of uh, business, uh, somebody got up and they asked me a question. They said, you know, there's the war that happened in India, the Mahabharat war, long time ago, 2000 plus years ago, happened in India, so doesn't that justify war? And I said, well, you can look at it that way, or you can learn from the history that it didn't need to happen. That in fact the reality of that war is that everybody tried really hard because it didn't need to happen and everybody saying, look, it doesn't need to happen. So either you can learn that it doesn't need to happen or you can learn that, oh, since that happened, that gives it a license for other ones to happen. That's not learning. That's not learning anything. That's like one guy having, a, having had one accident and he follows it with another one. And he said, well, I had it last week, so now I have to have this week. I mean, this is a new week, right? So I had it last week and look at me, I'm fine. So I get to have another accident and I get to have another accident and I get to have another. Although you can say, well, you know, what I was doing when I had that accident, I wasn't paying attention. I was texting. <laughs> this is not directed at you, Karen. This is not but I was texting and so maybe I shouldn't text. So one is learning and one is not learning. Now, I'm not, I'm not sitting here going, yeah, 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 you know, this is how I live my life. I don't. I don't. Believe me, I don't. But I'm saying, at least you need to try to live it like that. Do I try? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do I always succeed? No. And because I don't succeed, do I stop trying? No. You know, stop looking at people and saying, well, are you perfect? No. And because I'm not, that's what makes me perfect. Human being. Human being. And, and, and so, so, but to give that an opportunity to try, uh, that's, what's, that's what's important. To learn, to learn from the mistakes you make, to learn from other people's mistakes, to learn and to try to understand that there is a good. And this is where that gratitude really plays into it because you cannot have natural gratitude, you can't have essential gratitude if it's not good. That's what I say. That sounds good to me. <laughs> 
I'm curious, though, living in this age of social media, uh, I personally see a lot of people that are hashtag grateful, hashtag blessed. Oh, I, you know, I got found gas for two cents a gallon, hashtag blessed. Um, what do you, I got free pancakes at IHOP, hashtag grateful. You know those people. I won the lotto, hashtag blast. What are your thoughts on sharing our gratitude um, and really believing in the things that are happening in our lives that we can be grateful for? Is there too much, is there such a thing as too much gratitude or being too grateful or giving thanks um, where it can backfire? Well, that's not the issue. It's just there are certain things by nature that you cannot share. Like my phone number. Like yeah. <laughs> exactly. My <laughs> phone number. What is it, by the way? <laughs> but you cannot share. You cannot share gratitude. It's a, it's a feeling. Like people do share. It's a though, feeling. Right? We see it all the time. No, no. They think they share. They think they share. They think that somehow letting other people know it looks. Whatever social media, whatever phenomenon social media is, some people might consider that it's the new age thing or something like that. It's not. You know, everybody had to tell everybody what was going on uh, in one way or the other. I mean, this is the way we wear our clothes. So, you know, people who were rich uh, wore clothes a certain color. Uh, the, the color purple, only the royalty in, in, in Rome could wear the color purple, and the Senate and everybody used to wear the color white, and they wanted their robes to be white. In fact, they needed urine. They, 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 were, had, they had ways of collecting urine because they needed ammonia to make the robes white. So then they would stink all day long, and so the perfume <laughs> thing came in, and, 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 and various things happened. But it was a social stature, it was a social structure. And, and in a way, we don't think of wearing clothes, but it, but it is a very social thing. If I'm going out there, uh, I'm not gonna go out in pajamas, I'm gonna wear something and I'm gonna announce to the pe people in this world who I am. But at the same token, when people start, people, people not only through social media want all of these things, but they're looking for approval. I want some likes. Like my photo. I want likes. <laughs> if I don't have likes, I mean, I, 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 I have a very hard time understanding where somebody, you know, on one of these social media sites pasted a picture of something and uh, nobody liked it and they committed suicide because it's like, you know, nobody liked my picture and I didn't get the positive comments that I was supposed to get. Something is getting a little bit funny. But gratitude cannot be shared, gratitude can be felt. The truest gratitude can be felt. And can the human being next to you also feel that gratitude? Yes, but it has to come from inside of them, not from you. Now, you, what you can do is to remind them to feel it for themselves, but you cannot make them feel it for yourself. So it's like, um, I can give sugar to the person sitting next to me, but the taste of the sugar, I cannot put inside of them. That, that's something that they have to, they have to take the sugar, they have to put it inside their mouth, and then they have to taste it and enjoy it or not enjoy it. How can I put that in somebody? You know, I can, it, it, there's so many couples and it's like, well, you want to go to a movie? You know, it's like, no, but come to a movie, you know, maybe I need to go out and you go to a movie. So the, the person who brought you to the movie is enjoying it, but the person who is uh, having to watch the movie is not enjoying it. I mean, they just don't see, see it the same I way. I get it. We won't and, go to and, the and, Avengers and again. I'll never take you to see Avengers. No, it's just, no don't take <laughs> me to the Avengers. Right? It's not worth my time. I mean, the Avengers is going on all the time around us. There's a, most incredible movie taking place, and the drama and the trauma in this movie is, oh my God, will make Gone with the Wind look like a you know, Sunday school circus. I mean, it's Gone with the Wind happening somewhere, and somebody's on his way out, and somebody is coming in, and some, I mean, oh, it's, 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 it's wild. Just watch the real movie, it's amazing. But, you know, I enjoy watching movies, it's not like that, it's like a story, and, and, and so on. But, the reality of this life 
is not about other people, it is about you. And people want other people to approve them when you don't know how to approve yourself. And the person who should be on the social media with you is you. And just you. And hashtag, hashtag <laughs> that. <laughs> and how do you feel? How do you feel being your own friend? Do you know how to be your own friend? Are you willing to spend a little time with you? A little time with you. Do you know how to talk to you? Do you know how to understand you? Your problems. You understanding your problems. You understanding your tribulations you understanding your difficulties, you understanding your aspirations. And if you cannot be a friend to yourself, I don't know how possibly you could be a friend to anyone else. What a true friendship really is. What is a true follower? This is what you have. What a word, follower. A follower willing to follow like a sheep like a sheep that one goes off the cliff and the rest just keep following because that needs to be understood are you your own follower do you follow yourself if you don't follow yourself how are you going to be a follower of anybody anybody so to me just because we have a piece of technology, will it, al will it always be there? No. No, 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 no. Remember, phone was like this too. If you never got a phone call, it was like, oh my God, nobody's called me. <laughs> Nobody calls me anymore. Phone's just quietly sitting there, not ringing. But that happened that way too. Uh, opening up to the refrigerator and finding nothing mostly empty. Uh, oh my God, I'm poor. You know, my, oh, my, my refrigerator isn't overflowing with food. So all of these things become markers. They shouldn't be the markers in your life. I'm not saying you shouldn't be on social media. But what I'm saying is be on your social media too. Be social with yourself. This is what Socrates said, know thyself. He's basically saying, go on your own Facebook account. <laughs> and figure this out, you know. Go on your own Instagram and share the picture of the divine with yourself. And see what you get. And you will get a thumbs up all the way across. But, you know, not, not just aimlessly doing it, and the technology will change. The technology will change. Right now we carry these slabs in our pockets, um, and I already saw that somebody has invented one where it just goes between the little pinky and the phone. And that's it. It's got a little battery here, it's got a little battery here, and phones have been very tiny, they've had them in watches for quite a while. And so it's a really tiny little phone, and you just need to do this. Maybe the slabs will be gone someday. And that's going to happen. Technology is going to change. So here we are. Imagine. Imagine those days when there was no telephones. No television. Nothing. Imagine those days. And you sat too long and your tailbone got uncomfortable and you started hurting. Right? Enter 2017. You've got telephone, you've got television, you've got refrigerators, you've got self-driving cars, you've got iPads, you've got, you know, tablets, you've got computers, you've got all of 
of stuff. I mean, just blah, 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 right? Smart watches, dumb watches, smartphones, dumb phones, stupid phones. And I don't know if is there's anybody in this room who hasn't called their smartphone a dumb phone. You dumb thing, because really they call them smartphones, but they're not. They're, they're the dumbest things you can possibly imagine. Enter 2017. Guess what? Sit too long and your tailbone gets uncomfortable and you need to stand up. So what's changed? The technology has changed, but you haven't. You haven't. You still have a liver. You still have a liver. And you have a throat. And you still get a cold. And when you get a cold, you have to blow your nose. Technology will change. Technology keeps on changing. You don't. You're still a human being. And if you haven't identified your needs and you think your needs are in the technology, you're in for a disappointment. You're in for a real disappointment. People get so upset if their car breaks down. <laughs> oh my God. In that moment, are you willing to understand one thing? You're still alive and that's better than being dead. There are people who have at the airline's gate fought to get on the flight at the check-in desk. I gotta let me run, da 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 da. Only to be refused. And then the plane falls out of the sky and they're incredibly thankful. Oh, I'm so thankful I wasn't on that flight. But you idiot, did you see yourself fighting to get on that flight? Oh, you had to let me in, how can this be? And I've got a ticket and I've got a this and I got a... And then it's like, ooh. You are you, you haven't changed. You need to be happy. You need to be in peace. You only have so much tolerance for distractions. So whatever the technology may offer you, it has nothing to do with you. You are still you and you need to understand that. You really, really need to understand that. I'm a pilot, things go wrong. And when they go wrong, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and you do that, it's going to make matters worse. So what do you do? In fact, you take a nice deep breath, calm down, put things in perspective. And what is the perspective? Say if you just took off. You took off from Honolulu for a flight to Tokyo. And right after you rotated, right after you got airborne, your engine quit. What are you going to do? Man, I really need to go to Tokyo. <laughs> I need to be in Tokyo. Got all these people in the back, they need to be in Tokyo. We got a plane full of fuel, it needs to be in Tokyo. At that moment, it doesn't matter. You did all this preparation. And the flight attendant might come to you and say, but I got all this food. We got all these movies lined up. Sit down. Bring, turn on the seatbelt sign. <laughs> because what we're going to do is we're not going to go to Tokyo. Guess where we're going? Guess where we were going? Where we were just a few minutes ago. 
bring the plane, land it, and that's it. That's it. But wait a minute. You wanted to go to Tokyo. Aren't you disappointed? It happened to me one day. I was sitting in England and one of the gauges didn't work. Engine gauges. So we look up at the MEL and it says, no, you need to have that. <laughs> I just got up with a big smile on my face. Ah, we're not going to America today. Get it fixed. Let me know. Bye. Went back. It's a reality. It's a reality. It's simple. You have to put your focus where it belongs. You cannot get distracted. You know what the worst part of being distracted is? You will never know when the process has begun. And you will keep getting more and more into that distraction, more into that distraction, more into that distraction, more into that distraction, till it's too late. I want to say something to you, actually, and this is unrelated, but I want to say something to you. Our way of thinking. So, the other day, I saw someone, and we just passed by. And then somebody told me, oh, this person, uh, there was a big tragedy in this person's life. And I said, oh, really? What happened? He says, well, this person's uh, son shot himself. And I said, well, that's, that's a tragedy. And I started thinking about it, and I went, hmm. There must have been an immense amount of pain in this person's life for them to pick up a gun and kill themselves. Why do we not call that a tragedy? Because that was an incredible tragedy. Only when somebody does something, that's a tragedy. But if we, if we lived in a world where that first tragedy, which is that pain that that person is feeling, was truly considered a tragedy, then maybe the second tragedy wouldn't happen. Because somebody would be willing to lend a hand, recognize that pain. This is being human. This is being human, not just <laughs> social acceptance. This is accepting yourself, not the society. One of the things that meeting with the professor and his point of, of being prosperous and being happy, listen to this. You cannot, this is not coming from me, this is coming from the professor. You cannot care about what other people think of you. Hashtag, hashtag. It's okay to be on social media, but you cannot care of what other people think of you. Otherwise, it will negatively affect you. So you can actually enjoy being on social media. Much, much more if you don't care what other people thought of you. You can be you. You can say whatever you want, whether they like it or not. You can be free. So one of the points to being prosperous is not caring what other people think of you.
of course, being hopeful, gratitude, and he has a fairly long list, but that's, that's, we discuss that. And when you look at, you know, all this other stuff, it's just like, it is really getting caught, and we are so caught in what other people think of us. So caught in it. That is actually destructive. It's not constructive, it's destructive. And we need to first be able to stand on our own feet, have our own strength, and, and, and not care about what other people think of us. Because they don't care either. <laughs> about you, they don't. They don't care what's happening in your head. They don't care that you are going to start crying. They don't care that you're going to dislike this. This is how much they care about you. And you just want approval, 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 but no approval from the self. If something is imbalanced. Gratitude in your heart first. First. You make it sound so easy. What, um, in all the years, in all the talks um, that you've done around the world, what would you say is the single most powerful thing you've learned about people and yourself? Oh, people? <laughs> oh, people? <laughs> well, about myself, I'm still learning, and about people, I'm still learning. It's not over yet. Um, there's so much more to learn. I have seen incredible darkness in people's eyes. Bottomless darkness, darkness that no indication of light anywhere near to be found, hopelessness. And I have seen incredible light in people's eyes, hope, joy. And since that's the way it is with people, other people, then it is so with me. That confusion is never far from clarity and clarity is never far from confusion. Darkness is never far from light, light is never far from darkness. That hate is not far from love and love is not far from hate. And all that I consider to be good is never far from all that I hate and all that I hate is never far from all that I consider is good. And that is pretty amazing. Because in the times of the hopelessness, to remember that hope is not far away. In the time of darkness, to remember that light is not far away. In fact, it is the flip side of it. Since nothing in this world can have only one side, it's the flip side of it. A lamp, and because of the lamp, two things happen. And this is true. And I got to observe this. So one day, I, when I was in India, they celebrate this festival. It's called the Festival of Diwali, and they decorate the house with little lamps. And there was, some, and there was a lamp lit outside, and I was just looking at it and looking at it, and looking. I was trying to photograph it too. But I looked at the lamp for a long time, and because of that lamp, two things were happening. One, there was light. And because of that light, there was also shadow. And that lamp was putting out two, th it was making two things possible. Shadow, darkness, and light. Both were there. Things that needed to hide in the darkness were seeking that shadow. And yet, that same lamp had the possibility of illuminating and removing the darkness. Like the lamp inside of ourselves. And extract from it, not the shadow, but the light. but the light.
Every human being is a lamp. I am a lamp. You are a lamp. Either we can generate a lot of shadow, darkness, or we can extract the light. When you extract the light, you become prosperous. When you don't, you're not prosperous anymore. When you're not prosperous, life becomes a burden. And when you're prosperous, life becomes a delight. And for all those who have that possibility, being delighted by this life, being happy with this life, should be the paramount aim of not only this life, but existence every single day. That's what I say. So how do we save the world? No, we need to save ourselves, not the world. The world, the, if the world needs saving, it's not because of the world, it's because of us. You know, it's like world peace. No, world, this is the problem. Like I said before, you know, there's the war between the countries and everybody wants to put that out. But the reason they don't understand, this is, this is detective work. This is, you know, the fire department that has to go there and do an investigation of what really happened. And when a fire department goes to put out a fire, they have to make sure that it's all out. Otherwise, even a little fire will, could reflame the whole thing. So, people look at the, the two countries fighting and say, well, that, that, if they stopped fighting, there would be peace. But then if we look at two people fighting, and that the war begins the fight begins within a human being. Even if you were to make peace between two countries and make peace between two people, if that fire is still burning inside that person, it's going to rekindle it because it began that way. I mean, it, it literally began that way. First, the person is fighting with themselves. And what do I mean by fighting with themselves? I mean, like going like this or like this or like this. No. No. It's just not understanding themselves. Not understanding themselves. And this goes back to this fundamental thing that I talk about, which is fail and failure. In your life, you will fail. You will fail. But you must not accept failure. There's two different things. If you see a baby walking, and when the baby started walking, the baby failed many times because it took the first step. The legs were not in any shape to be able to walk. The sense of balance was not there. Took the first step and boom. But not, did not accept the failure. Failed, but did not accept the failure. If the baby fails and does not accept the failure, baby improves her or himself. So it is not failing that is responsible for your not getting better or getting better. It is how you deal with failure. And if you don't accept failure, that all that failing will eventually lead the baby to incredible success. So here's all the, the, the business gurus scaring the pajesus out of everybody about don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail. And here, when you look at it, it is in fact the failing that gives birth to success as defined by little babies. <laughs> I think I need to write a book called The Wisdom of Little Babies. <laughs> because this accepting this failure is such a big thing, you know. And 
they don't they don't accept the failure they own they fail they can either reject it no accept it but they they don't accept the failure what do we do in our lives we immediately immediately as soon as we fail or even just a little before we have accepted the failure Hashtag. <laughs> and that is not productive. That's not good. That's that we cannot be like that. And this is this is the relationship that we need to understand with ourselves. To move forward requires courage, but also requires wisdom. When courage is tempered with wisdom. There is a very beautiful symphony of the two. And what is created is beautiful. Because that baby has a tremendous amount of courage. For all the times it has failed, it has not given up. The baby has not given up. If we failed that many times, we would, in fact, start advising our friends, give up. Accept the failure. But the baby will not. And this is tremendous courage. When that baby is so tiny, cannot communicate, and will not hear a lecture. I have a new grandson. He loves it when I go up to him and say, G-g-g-g-g-g. he starts laughing. He thinks that's really, really funny. And I keep doing it because he laughs. And then I was just thinking about it, just little while ago, maybe he laughs because he goes, hey, that's really ridiculous for a grown adult <laughs> to pull up six inches from his face and go, it's like, you know, you do know how to talk. You don't have to go, but I don't know, whatever it is, I like, I like when he laughs. Yesterday he was crying and crying and screaming. So I came out of my room and I went g g g g g and he started laughing. And his mother said, "You were faking all this time, weren't you?" So, not accepting that failure, going forward, having that courage, having that understanding. I think these are the traits that we have to develop in ourselves, and we can't. We can't. We can't. There's just one more question. Um, I don't know if it was for me or for you, but why are you so beautiful? That was for you. That was for you. That was for you. I think that, that was for you. Yeah, 400 and some questions. My God. That's great. Great. Yeah, I wish great, we had great. more time to answer all of them. But we've run out of time. Um, well, I, I think, think they so. liked all this so far. No? Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you for being here. It's a, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I, hope, I hope you enjoyed this evening. And uh, you got to hear a lot. And um, you know, more events will be happening, of course, this year and um, around the world, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. And a lot of radio interviews and a lot of television interviews. And uh, stay tuned. But for now, let's More go get a burrito. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, courtesy of the Timeless Today app. If you want to learn more about what Prem Rao talks about, he offers a practical online course called Peak to help you understand and experience personal peace. Go to primrawat.com, that's R-A-W-A-T, and click on Peak. Prim's book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World, published by HarperCollins, is now available. For further information, go to hearyourselfbook.com. If you have any questions for Prim Raut about his new book or Life's Essentials podcast, please email us at lifeessentialswithpremraut at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.